Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope. We're back with a, another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well. We have both puppy dogs out with us today and they're quite excited. I don't know what they're excited about, but it's a great thing about dogs is every day almost and everything, every aspect of every day is best day ever. I'm sure there's some lessons that many of us could learn there about positive attitude and looking at the bright side of things instead of the dark side, which I have a tendency to do. As you all well know, you've been listening to this podcast for long enough. Uh, thank you all, as always. I just I can't get past the first couple minutes without telling you all thank you for listening and giving me a little bit of your time. I know you all have other things that you could do. And for those of you all that continue to share the podcast and help it to grow little by little, uh, I'm, as always, truly humbled that you would take the time to listen and then even more so that you think it's worth sharing with somebody because that is definitely without a doubt how things spread. So thank you all so much. So we're going to keep up with this Thanksgiving theme, still being November. And I've got a couple that I think, they're by the same guy, so uh, two different times. But I think they're really good because they show a state level as opposed to a national level day of Thanksgiving. And I, I think I did one already with John Hancock. We, did, we talked about this, I don't know, a couple days ago, maybe last week. And so we have done one, but I, I didn't note this before, folks. There's a children's book series that I have quoted multiple times, if y'all have listened to this podcast. And one of the things that it talks about is how if you try and disassociate America with God, if you try and claim that our foundation is not on the teachings of Christ and that one of the main goals or... I don't know if it's, it's a goal is the right word, but one of the main purposes and, and jobs that we have done over the centuries is to spread Christianity. If you disagree with that, you're, you're really out of step with history. Uh, the man that does so, I think is the quote from the kid's book, is, is the man that's out of step with history. And the reason I tie this in is because, you know, it's not just the national level, folks. It's from our state levels for so much of our history, we openly tied public office and, and a requirement for serving in public office. There's not a requirement to be a Christian in order to be an American citizen, but for, for a long time and a lot of different levels, there was a requirement. You know, there was a reason that our presidents put their hand on the Bible because there was an extra level of responsibility and and really our country looked at Christians, people that claimed to follow Christ as having more integrity, more honor, more character. And there's some dangers there, absolutely, you know, especially when you get into people that claim to follow Christ and then don't. Uh, and I'm not talking about just fail to, because all of us fail to at times, but the people, the wolves in sheep's clothing, so to speak, the people that claim to follow Christ 
when they blatantly don't. But our country put emphasis. It was even a requirement for, for, for a lot of positions, folks, was to claim Christ in order to serve. So to be a private citizen, you certainly don't have to be and didn't have to be Christian. But if you really wanted to serve and in our institutions, in our public life, you did have to acknowledge that. And, and because as I think it was John Jay, one of our first Supreme Court justices, he said, it's the duty of, of every citizen to choose and prefer Christians for our leaders. That, that was a duty for our country. And so when I read this now, as you listen to this, realize that, that God really, every single page of our history, folks, He is interwoven in that history. And we either followed Him and, and were blessed in that count. That doesn't always mean we didn't suffer heartache. That doesn't always mean that we didn't have setbacks. But when we chose to reject God as we are doing now and have been for a while as a nation, that's when things really started to go downhill. Uh, and they have uh, in so many areas, folks. Uh, I talk about education often because it's near and dear to my heart. All you have to do is go walk the halls of high schools across the country to see how much pain and heartache these evil values that the left predominantly has promoted are causing our children and our families, our marriages. Uh, it's just unbelievable, folks. It's, it's, it really is, truly. I mean, you hear some of these stories and you cannot fathom how these kids are surviving. So, all right. So we're going to get going a little bit about this. These are going to be a couple, if I can get to them. Uh, proclamations by John Langdon. Uh, he was a signer of the Constitution of the United States of America, a U.S. Senator. Uh, he was president slash governor of New Hampshire, as well as a merchant and soldier. Sixth generation America. And he was one of the first of really noticeable wealth that put that wealth in jeopardy by supplying arms and money to the Continental Army and fighting in the Continental Army as a colonel in the militia. So this first one is as president or governor of New Hampshire, proclamation for general thanksgiving. This was from October the 21st, 1785. A proclamation for a general thanksgiving. The munificent Father of mercies and sovereign disposer of events, having been graciously pleased to relieve the United States of America from the calamities of a long and dangerous war, through the whole course of which he continued to smile on the labors of our husbandmen, thereby preventing famine, the almost inseparable companion of war, from entering our borders, eventually restored to us the blessings of peace on terms advantageous and honorable. I think it's important to note here, folks, just I said this one of the last episodes, how much emphasis they put on during times of war, our leaders put on 
the agriculture, how important agriculture is to our country, uh, particularly in times of war, but just in general. Because there's so many people that would like to try and tell you that we're no longer, or nor can we, we can't be an agricultural country anymore. We can't have a strong agricultural. That's for other people. That's for third world countries to mess with, not us, right? You can't survive as a country, folks, without agriculture. And I think it's important to note that our great leaders really noted that as well. And since the happy period, when he silenced the noise of contending armies, has graciously smiled on the labors of our hands, caused the earth to bring forth her increase in plentiful harvests, and crowned the present year with new and additional marks of his unlimited goodness. It therefore becomes our indispensable duty not only to acknowledge, in general with the rest of mankind, our dependence upon the supreme ruler of the universe, but as a people peculiarly favored to testify our gratitude to the author of all mercies in the most solemn and public manner. So just another little side note here, folks. This is, this is a public office, and he's calling the people together of the state to talk about how much we owe God. That is, does not sound like separation of church and state at all. It's the exact opposite of the modern notion. <clears throat> I do, therefore, agreeable, agreeably to a vote of the general court, appointing Thursday, the 24th day of November next, to be observed and kept as a day of general thanksgiving throughout this state, by and with the advice of counsel, issue this proclamation recommended to the religious societies of every denomination to assemble on that day to celebrate the praises of our divine benefactor, to acknowledge our unworthiness, confess our manifold transgressions, implore his forgiveness, and entreat the continuance of those favors which he had been graciously pleaded to bestow upon us. Uh, again, a couple things here, folks. Every denomination, the First Amendment was not written to raise up every religion to equality with Christianity in America. It was, it was written to keep the different denominations of Christianity on equal footing. Huge difference there, folks, that we have forgotten or chosen to ignore in many cases, I think. And then the other point, each of these proclamations without fail almost talks about we've got to acknowledge our sins and we don't like to do that. We especially don't like to do it right now when you talk about like abortion or divorce or LGBTQ relationships or sex outside of marriage, those things. No, we don't want to talk about that. We don't want to acknowledge that we've got national sins, much less individual, but we used to. And our leaders used to call us to do that, themselves included. That he would inspire our rulers with wisdom, prosper our trade and commerce, smile upon our husbandry, bless our seminaries of learning, and spread the gospel of His grace over all the earth. Uh, Just a little side note again, folks. Education, right there, right? Seminaries, talking about educating our population tied to Christianity. They didn't want to take God and the Bible out of education. They wanted to make sure it was firmly in 
education. And all servile labor is forbidden on said day. Given at the council chamber in Concord this 21st day of October in the year of our Lord, 1785, and in the 10th year of the independence of the United States of America. Just a great ending again, folks. Directly referencing there the fact that it's, we're looking toward Christ, you know, as, as our leader. And we're looking at, we're really blessed and pleased to acknowledge how many years America has been in existence. And we need to get back to both of those things publicly, not just privately. Let me see how much time I've got here. Oh, yeah, I think we're good. We might go a little over, folks, but we're going to go ahead and read through this other one. As president of the state of New Hampshire, John Langdon, a proclamation for a day of public fasting and prayer, February 1786. Throughout the state. Vain is the acknowledgement of a supreme ruler of the universe, unless such acknowledgments influence our practice and call forth those expressions of homage and adoration that are due to his character and providential government, agreeably to the light of nature, enforced by revelation, and countenanced by the practice of civilized nations in humble and fervent application to the throne for needed mercies and gratitude for favors received." If we don't act like God's in charge, folks, it doesn't matter. It's kind of like loving your spouse. If you don't really love your spouse each day in action, not just in really kind, charming words, then then you really don't love your spouse. If you claim to follow God, but you don't do it in action, we don't do it in action as a nation or individuals, then we don't really. I mean, it's that simple. Actions are what matter. The words are nice. The words have some importance, especially when you're talking about certain people and you know, and how they receive words, but it's the actions that really matter. That's the proof in the pudding, so to speak. It having been the laudable practice of this state at the opening of the spring to set apart a day for such denomination to assemble together on said day in their respective places of public worship, that the citizens of this state may with one heart and voice penitently confess their manifold sins and transgressions and fervently implore the divine benediction that a true spirit of repentance and humiliation may be poured out upon all orders and degrees of men and a competent and universal reformation take place said compete and universal maybe that was complete at any rate that he who gave wisdom and fortitude in the scenes of battle would give prudence and direction to extricate us from succeeding embarrassments, build up, support, and establish this rising empire, particularly that he would be pleased to bless the great council of the United States of America and direct their deliberations to the wise and best determinations, succeed our embassies at foreign courts, bless our allies and national benefactors that he would always be pleased to keep this state under his most holy protection, that all in the legislature, executive and judicial departments may be guided and supported by wisdom, integrity, and firmness, that all people through this state and through the land may be animated by a true estimation of their privileges and taught to secure by their patriotism and virtue what they have acquired by their valor." that the spirit of emulation, industry, economy, and frugality may 
And I think I missed the last part, folks. Oh, no. <laughs> ah, well, at any rate. Yeah, I did. And I apologize. I'll have to go and find that and finish it up. <laughs> so normally, my nature would be to erase the last little bit and re-record it without the mistake. But <laughs> my wife, in all her wisdom, claims that part of what makes this realistic and enjoyable is to leave the mistakes in there. I think really she just likes making fun of me and laughing. But nonetheless, I'm going to follow along with my helpmate's wisdom, since that is the reason that God gave me a wife. And we're just going to keep rolling. So I found the rest of it, and we'll, we'll finish up real quick and read through it. Be diffused abroad, and that we may all be disposed to lead quiet and peaceable lives in all godliness and honesty. That he would be graciously pleased to bless us in the seasons of the year, and cause the earth to yield her increase, prosper our husbandry, merchandise, navigation, and fishery, and all the labor of our hands. And give us to hear the voice of health in our habitation and enjoy plenty of our borders. That unanimity, peace, and harmony may be promoted and continue. And a spirit of universal philanthropy pervade the land. That he would be pleased to smile upon the means of education and bless every institution of useful knowledge. And above all, that he would rain down righteousness upon the earth, revive religion, and spread abroad the knowledge of the true God, the Savior of man, throughout the world. And all servile labor and recreations are forbidden on said day, given at the council chamber in Portsmouth this 21st day of February in the year of our Lord, 1,786, and in the 10th year of the sovereignty and independence of the United States of America. So, I mean, there's a ton that's great there, folks, at the end, talking about uh, associating it with education and all of our institutions of knowledge, that he would bless and increase and prosper our different industries, husbandry, agriculture, merchandise, navigation, you know, uh, fisheries, and just spread the knowledge of the true God and Savior of man throughout the world uh, to lead quiet, peaceable lives. Uh, it's just, you could easily, obviously, talk about just this one proclamation uh, for a whole episode and, and then some. But the point is, the ultimate point here, folks, again, is America was founded as a Christian nation. That's the bottom line. And if you can't acknowledge that, then you either don't know history or you're being purposefully deceitful. It really is just one of those two options as far as I'm concerned. Uh, and I think it's pretty obvious the more we do this podcast, right? We're on episode 75, 76, and I, I just barely even scratched the surface, folks. We, we could do this and will continue to do this for a long time. And we need to realize that. And we need to start to push back on these people that say, oh, you can't have God in the Bible and education. You can't talk about absolute morality and truth. There's no place for that in America. No, there's, there's no place in America for people that don't acknowledge that. Not, not in leadership roles, at least, and not in our institutions. If we're going to have institutions that are supposed to support our government, our republic, right? 
not loyal to one party or the other, but loyal to our citizens in our country, then we've got to have God and the Bible and those teachings of Christ at the center of those institutions. Does that mean we're going to follow them always? No. Our history shows that as well. We're going to make mistakes. Sometimes we're going to make horrible, horrible mistakes. But those mistakes come when we ignore these principles and, and, and this acknowledgement that we, that we need God. We need His protection. We need His guidance. And we need to admit when we sin and ask God to forgive us and turn away from those sins individually and as a nation. So, I, I mean, this one is really encouraging, at, at least to me, to listen to this. So I hope it is to you all as well. At any rate, thank you all uh, again for joining me, giving me a little bit of your time. Hope the rest of your day, whatever that is, or night, wherever you are in your day, is, is peaceful and quiet. <laughs> and we will talk to you all again real soon. God bless you all. God bless America.